When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, Cowboys and Cowgirls, to another Ian and Ingalls podcast uh, presented by CowboysRideForFree.com. As always, you're good friend of mine. Ian, how are you doing today, buddy? Hey, I, I'm doing all right. Uh, I know we got, uh, we got a lot to talk about today. And, uh, you know, I, I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling all right. I wish I was. Uh, I don't know. I've, I've been all over the place the last 48 hours. I've also been traveling. So, but I mean, I physically hurt from that game. Like my abs are sore. My throat hurts. I mean, I was in the building and that place was electric. I like, I have, I don't know if I've ever been to a game that that was that loud. It was insane. And, And I like, and I thought, I thought he got in. He made that stretch because they were coming towards the end zone. I was sitting in, in, but it was on the far side. It looked like he made it. And then all of a sudden I see that line just throw up his hand at the like one foot line. I'm like, oh no. I like, I sank. Like I literally hit my knees, like just like put my hand in my head and just like, oh my God, what just happened? How did we lose this after driving 90 yards and we needed 91, you know? And I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. It's uh, Dunn is a really good wide receiver court uh, coach. Uh, I don't think he's a good OC. And I think it's time to start looking somewhere else. I mean, I don't want to disagree, but I, I don't know if that is completely his fault. Uh, I think you could, I'm looking at that game in two ways. A, if you have Jalen Warren, you're probably winning that ball game. And then B, Spencer Sanders threw four interceptions, and you can't, like, play call that. The easiest thing to do, like, three of those could have easily been prevented. One was on Presley, and that's, right. that's whatever. But three of those interceptions, you could have just taken the sack or you could have just thrown it away instead of trying to make a play that was completely unnecessary. And also, I mean, they changed the game plan completely because – of Jalen Warren being out. Spencer Sanders threw the ball 46 times. Yeah, the most he's thrown it, period. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was even close to uh, last week. He threw 30 against – he threw 30 times against OU, 37 times against Tech, 25 times against TCU, and 31 times against West Virginia. So, I when you do not have – Jalen Warren on the field, it that changed up their game plan completely. And that's that's one thing that screwed them over in the end because the opportunities were there. The defense, they held the line, and the offense kind of just they, they peed down their leg. Yeah, it was not good. <laughs> and, but the thing is, I mean, they had so many shots because they got to the the two or one or two yard line twice and couldn't punch it in either time. And 
that at some point comes back to done. Like, I don't know why, you know, second or third down, they don't just go jumbo and just push the push Sanders through and just, just fall forward for a touchdown. I mean, we were right there, right there. And, you know, so something I've talked about, and I think I even, yeah, I tweeted about this is like, so there's this idea called the Peter principle and it's from a book called the goal um, by, I can never pronounce his first name correctly. Elihu Goldratt. Um, and it's a, it's a big book in industrial engineering, um, factory design circles. Like everyone I know owns one, but he talks about the Peter principle, which is, you know, Peter, he was a really great guy on the floor. You know, he ran this shift great. So he gets promoted and he's a really good, you know, low level manager, I mean, just absolutely kills it. So he gets promoted again and he's really good at the next level too. And he gets promoted again and he's awful at that level. And it's this idea that mm, the majority of people who are really good at their jobs will eventually get promoted past their ability to succeed. And that's kind of where I'm at with done is, I mean, it's something like, you know, and I've given him some credit. Like I thought things were going better yeah, Spencer screwed up and threw a lot of picks, some bad picks. Uh, but it just it felt like he was trying to be too smart for his own good. And like why we're rolling out to the right and not having an RPO, you know, right on the goal line, throwing it to a defensive back and not like I just I I feel like he's he's was really, really, really good being a wide receivers coach and I mean his, his record speaks for itself you know Boliknikov winners runner-ups I mean but I just I feel as though he's just doesn't have it you know and as much as I hate hated your sick I mean we still put up 40 points a game with like quarterbacks that aren't as talented as Spencer Sanders and like we ought to be we ought to be putting up 40 a game and the fact that we're not is a really bad thing. Well, here here is my thing. All right. First down was, I think, uh, it was a handoff to Desmond Jackson. Fine. Mm-hmm. Second down, I think, was the same thing. Third down, you got too cute. I think you should have just thrown a simple – if you're going to throw anything. Because keep in mind, the clock is still running. So, I think at that point, you had to throw a pass. Uh, and you had no timeouts. Throw a quick one to Tay. I don't yeah. know why – like I thought that was too cute. I was like, wait, is that Tyler Lacey in the end zone? What is that? So I, and then I think I liked the fourth down play call. I think Desmond Jackson took the wrong angle. And if we're good and, you mean and it, if he, didn't, it didn't work out. Yeah. So the thing that the thing with the fourth down that bothers me is the ref should have called something like it was like I wasn't sure what was going on because I didn't have any guy commentators. Cause like I was in the building, you know, and like they called, they signal timeout, but they didn't have one, which is a penalty, but then the refs didn't call it. So it should have at least been a fresh set of downs or they should have, but they also didn't let us snap the ball when Baylor had like four guys on the offensive line. They let them sub, which I think was the wrong call too. Uh, I mean, it didn't. So, that was really weird. And you could definitely tell that like 
the guys really weren't sure what was going on. And so they had to like hurry up and get the play called. And that just really blew everything up. Um, and you know what? We still two inches short, if that. Like there's that there's that picture of him like leaning out with the goal uh the pylon cam. That that's gonna live in my head forever. But you know what? Even if they win that game, I don't think they make the playoffs. See, uh, I mean, like we talked about, I don't, I didn't care. Like, I would, like, I was gonna be okay if they got screwed over by not making it because you know Bama just rolled Georgia, and but I just really, I like just win the Big Twelve and not lose like that. I mean that 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 one stung. I mean, in terms of just football, this is probably the hardest loss I've had as an OSU fan. Uh, 2011 Iowa State was terrible, but there was also a whole lot of other stuff going on too. But in terms of just football, this one hurt. No, I mean, yeah, it absolutely hurt. But the thing is, when you throw four interceptions and you can't get into the goal on like seven tries, you don't deserve to win that game. Yeah, you, oh, I, we Oklahoma State was very lucky to continue to be in that game with Spencer Sanders, Spencer Sanders giving gifts to Baylor for really short offensive drives and getting up twenty-one to six at halftime. Yeah, like the first, the very first drive, like I barely yeah. caught, I barely caught any of it because like we we got to the game a little late, and so Baylor turns the ball over. And we drive and we get it right on the goal line and have to kick a field goal. And that's when my brain goes, oh, no. Like, the fact we couldn't punch it in there, like, just threw, threw off warning signals in my brain. I'm like, oh, no, this is not going to be good. <laughs> and, like, I, like, yeah, I, I thought we were going to come back. I mean, we were just, we were cooking on that last drive. And, but, like, in the back of my brain, I'm like, we're not going to be able to get this in. Because I even, I even told my girlfriend, I was like, if this gets to a fourth down, we're in trouble. And sure enough, like fourth down comes around. I'm like, oh crap. Oh, this is not gonna be good. <laughs> and sure enough, oh, oh, just brutal, brutal. And it was crazy. It's like, yeah, well, I mean, even all of Baylor's touchdowns were all scored off turnovers. No, no, two of them were, and one was a bad punt, but they all started within Oklahoma State's 50. And so the defense especially in the second half did really well. I think I heard a stat. They only allowed like 45 yards of offense in the second half. I mean, they played great. Uh, you know, that, that young quarterback for Baylor, man, he, he, he's got some pop. Like they, they got a good, they got a real contender there for when Bohannon is done. Well, the, the crazy thing was, is that he went 14 to 14 and then it kind of went back to uh, there was that one pass that he threw that was a, just a fumble, like a fumble, no fumble thing. I think they said it was incomplete, but that pass was sideways. And so that should have been, that should have been a, a turnover for sure. I don't, on that play, I was like, I don't know. I don't know what you call that. I think if it, they ruled it a fumble, I thought it, I thought it would have stand. Yeah. It's, I it's mean, that, that's pretty much what it was is however they ruled it. Like there wasn't enough evidence to overturn it, but. And I really thought that was a fumble, um, which would have been, and then he ended up scoring a touchdown that drive. 
Uh, that was their, yeah. their last time they scored. So that would have been a big swing. Uh, but I was that, yeah, that's a seven point difference, or yeah. at least four. At least four. I don't yeah. I don't know if they were. I don't know how far they were from a field goal, but. There was just so many opportunities, and at the end of the day, I think you just you're like we. There were plenty of opportunities, and it it just wasn't. It just didn't happen, and that's uh, that's okay. I've kind of accepted it, and I, I I know you didn't care about the playoff, but that was in the back of everybody's mind. Oh yeah, I mean, all of it. Even if they won, I I still don't think they get in. I think they would have. I know there's a Cincinnati argument, but they just they beat Houston big time. Yeah. And I think it would have been the same. Well, we thing. we all and, we all knew that even if Oklahoma State won, Bama had to lose. Mm-hmm. And so and I did not expect Bama to do what they did. I did not like. I I thought they had a chance to win it, but I didn't expect it to be a beatdown like it was. Oh man, I said they had no chance. Yeah. I thought they didn't have a chance in the world because of the way they played against Auburn, Arkansas, and LSU. And just out of nowhere, Bama became Bama again. And now I'm thinking they're probably going to win the Natty again, aren't they? I, I Honestly, after after OSU lost, I think I sent out to it. I was like, Bama's going to win this game, aren't they? Just I like the t- – literally the tide turned. It turned. And Bama was like, all right, we're going to go win this thing. Because let's be honest, nobody wanted to see Notre Dame in the playoff. <laughs> So in a way, Alabama kind of did us a favor. I mean, it's it's Nick Saban, man. Like Kirby, he, he is smart as kryptonite, and its name is Nick Saban. Like that's that, that's it. What's crazy about Saban is he makes a buttload of money, right? And he might be the most underpaid coach in the country. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but Saban knows he's a made man. Yeah, but still, so he, he he might he might be the most under like because the value he brings at university is insane, and yeah, I mean you gotta I mean they're number one, the number one in the country again, and you gotta figure that they're the favorites. So they, I mean, I I hope I hope since he wins somehow, but you feel like Bam is gonna beat put up like sixty on Cincy right now. <laughs> at least I do, man. I. The way I view this game, that one versus four matchup, is just like this could either be the equivalent of the New York Giants beating the Patriots in Super Bowl 42, or it's going to be an Alabama whooping. And I don't think there's any in between. (laughs) Well, I mean, it is 2021, so who knows? It's been a wild year. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I think. Well, the other hard part is you don't know how these guys are going to like handle essentially a month off, right? That's something that's always been an issue for Oklahoma State, especially when we were, you know, full air raid and just like you could always tell in the bowl games, especially the late, like when we played like a New Year's Six or, you know, late December, you could always tell that it was rust because the that offense was like, super time timing heavy like you know those guys had to be on their point and that's kind of how Bama's offense is so I kind of wonder if they'll struggle a little bit just because it's a month off but it's also you give Nick Saban a month to to scheme for Cincy it's probably going to be a good good scheme yeah I mean 
honestly, I, I feel like at, I, I'm at a point where I don't really care about the playoff anymore because I think we all just know that it's going to go to Alabama. But I – that Georgia-Michigan game, I am really intrigued by. I really like that game. It'll be interesting. I mean, the only reason I really care about that game is because I got a, a co-worker who's a Michigan grad. So, you know, I kind of hope he does like his team wins and all that stuff. But other than that, I don't I don't really care. I think the Notre Dame game, you know, is going to be really interesting for Oklahoma State. Hope, I mean, Warren should be back to full health. I don't even know. I don't even I didn't even see what's wrong with them. They uh, allegedly it was uh, like a lower leg injury that he's been dealing with all season. Uh, some some people might have said that there was because um, I think they mentioned that Presley had like some sort of stomach flu. Ward might have had that. I don't want to speculate, but that is a possibility. Presley did look off like the entire yeah. game. I'm like, man, he's just not what he has been. He made like. He missed some easy catches. Even Tay, like uh, that PI on the final drive, like even though it was a penalty, like pass interference, Tay normally catches that ball. It hit him in the chest. Like he should, he should have caught that ball. And there was a couple of those where like he really should have caught that ball and just didn't bring it down. Like everyone, I guess I don't know. Maybe it was like too hyped or too scared. I don't know, but just everyone looked off the entire game. Yeah, I, I do not. I do not know why. Um, I, honestly, I think you just got to move forward from that game because, end of the day, I, I'm actually I'm really happy with the bowl selection we got, and. Again, I think because I think Oklahoma State would have missed the playoff. If they won, they would have gone to the Sugar Bowl against Ole Miss. And I don't really like that matchup for Oklahoma State, to be completely honest with you. I think this Notre Dame matchup fits in better with Oklahoma State. And also, I love the Fiesta Bowl. So I think that this is this is a great matchup for uh, Oklahoma State Forge. Is this something I will give the Oklahoma State fans? So, like, going into halftime, like, that stadium was dead. It was mm-hmm. you know, the – the Orange faithful were, you could tell the fans were f- feeling a lot like the players were. And I don't know why or how or what, but when we came back from half, the fans decided they were going to make themselves known. And it got loud, loud in there for no reason. They just were, they were cheering on the boys and it, you, you could te- you could see it in the players' reaction, they were feeding off of it. So I, I got to give the fans a lot of credit. They could easily, you know, you're down at halftime the way we were and the way we looked, and but they they never quit. And so I got to give I got to give Cowboy Nation a, a, some props there. Yeah, I mean they it looked like it was like 75, 25 uh, OSU fans in there, which is impressive considering that Waco's like. I don't know, a 30-minute drive, maybe a 45-minute drive. It's, oh, it's far than that. It's about, it's about two hours. Waco's two hours from? Yeah, about. It's Arlington? about. Yeah. That can't be right. I'm so, oh, I got I to gotta check this real quick. I <laughs> will be very. I At most, I think it'd be an hour. Like, I, I guess it'd be disregarding traffic. Because I think any. I think Dallas to Fort Worth is like 
an hour in traffic, probably. Well, maps. There we go. <laughs> I mean, I, I've made that drive to, to Austin a thousand times, gone through Waco. So, I mean, it's it's farther than forty-five minutes for sure. It definitely it's an like, hour and thirty-four. Told you. Okay. <laughs> and that's without traffic. <laughs> That is without traffic. Call. But also, me... judging from the camera angle, I mean, it, it was definitely majority Oklahoma State, but it was probably close to like 65, 35 and not like 75, 25. Uh, but sort of the camera angle, at least what I've seen from the replays, they were sort of above where the Baylor section was. And Baylor fans are terrible and they were throwing stuff on the field and that killed the momentum because that ended up being like a four minute timeout on that oh, final that was, drive. That was them that did that. Yeah. Okay. Well, at least it wasn't mustard. <laughs> yeah, I, I I have a whole new level of hate for Baylor after this game. Oh, listen to this. This is from uh Jacob Unra, I hope we, uh, from the Oklahoman, uh, he just said Big Twelve football was just compared to street football by a Notre Dame reporter. Says conference doesn't play defense. Oklahoma State would politely disagree. Yeah, you can tell that. I, I saw that. Not been paying attention. They have not been. Paying. We have the second best defense in the country. <laughs> Arguably the best defense in the country. Come on, I mean. Baylor is really good too. I mean, there's a lot of good defenses in the Big 12 now. Yeah, no, and I mean, with OU getting Brent Venables, I mean, they're, I mean, that's a great move for them. Yeah, um, but he wasn't great when he was at OU the first time. They gave up a whole lot of points, and you know, when he was there. Well, I think with the guys that he's going to bring in at head coach, and them being a physical team, I think it'd be, I think it'd be funny if they uh, just sucked it up, but. I think that Brent Venables is going to be the guy there. And I think that OU's going to go back to some uh, physical physical football once again. Yeah, I didn't I didn't see the the terms of his contract, but you know, he is, I mean, he's done what he's done it at Clemson, you know, won some natties and all that kind of stuff. So I mean, he seems like a really good coach. Uh, we'll see, we'll see if he can make the leap to to head coach or not. I yeah, I think he can, and uh, we'll definitely uh, we'll definitely see because I mean they're in a very very weird spot right now with um you know where with them going to the you know big uh, SEC from the Big Twelve and um, all all that and they don't know when that date is going to be I assume as long as the playoff doesn't expand I think they're staying put. Probably. Uh, I mean, the playoff, I mean, unless everyone just agrees to it, the playoff can't, ex- can't expand for till 2025 because, you know, contracts and all that stuff. Um, I think, I think, I mean, technically speaking, if they decide to write a new contract, they can, but I don't, unless ESPN gets a really sweet deal, I don't see it happening. I, th- I it's going to come eventually. It's just one of those things where you're like, all right, when is this going to happen? I mean, yeah, I mean, because there's no incentive for ESPN to do it unless they think they can make more money because they're already paying. They're definitely going to make more money with this. I mean, for sure. They're, they're paying so much for these games as it is. It's like billions of dollars a year for those couple of games. 
I I think if the playoff wants it, they're going to do it. And ESPN, they, they will bend the knee for that for sure if they're the exclusive partner. Maybe they make a deal with Fox or CBS or something, which like I know uh, SEC on CBS is going to uh, – ESPN, but man, I want I want some sort of Power Five conference to uh, sign with CBS because that'd be awesome. Just to hear that you know their theme song, theme song, be so great. And I kind of I I hope the Big Ten does it because I think the Big Ten in the two thirty slot would be awesome. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's the Big Ten. <laughs> Dude, I would I totally watch... I would watch Iowa Penn State on 2.30 and just to hear, like, the freaking trumpets of the SEC, uh, of that SEC on CBS song, because it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, So, well, we got here. It's not the season we predicted. We were one inch short of it being a truly magical season, but you know, make it to the big 12 title game. We weren't projected. We weren't, no one, no one thought we would be here. So like, yeah, this one, it, this one stings a lot, but all in all, this is going to go down as a really great season for Oklahoma state. Uh, and I just hope we can figure out something on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, cool. and, and assuming assuming Knowles doesn't leave, which I think he probably would have already done it if he was going to, but I just I'm I just I don't know why we're scoring so little, and, and someone needs to figure something out. I I think that if they win the big or the Fiesta Bowl, I still think it's a great season. I also let, let's can we give credit to Baylor for a second. They were projected to finish like eighth in the Big Twelve, and Dave Aranda did what he did. Yeah, so no, I, he's. I, I really, I really hope somebody, uh, somebody pays him a boatload of money to leave the conference. Uh well, Oregon could. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe. Let's but I, forget, I think he's staying put. Let's not forget Baylor won two games last year. Well, they did in a COVID year. Okay, I think we should just forget the COVID year. The COVID year was just like because if we Michigan had two wins in the playoff era and the COVID year, and guess what? They're in the playoff. The COVID year didn't really matter. Yeah. We should treat it as such. But still, two wins to, you know, Big 12 champion, that's a heck of a turnaround. Oh, uh, so tomorrow they will announce the Broyles Award winner at 11 o'clock. Uh, there's a live stream that I found uh, somewhere. Uh, if you go to katv.com, that's um, KATV ABC7 in uh, Little Rock, which is where the event's at. Uh, that'll they, You could watch the luncheon Tuesday at 11 o'clock Central. So 
do you think that Knowles is going to get it done? Because I think he should. I think he should win the award 100%. Based off what we saw with Lanning and what he did uh, and his defense did against Alabama, I think I, I think with what happened against George, like Georgia-Bama, I think Knowles will win it. Because I mean, – Would they give it to uh, Baylor's OC, who's also nominated? I mean, that's a good question because, well, I mean, Big 12 champs. But, they, and, but he didn't do much against Oklahoma true. State's defense. Oklahoma State's defense has not given up more than 24 points this year in any game. Their defense specifically. I, I just – I don't see a way – I can't see where he gets screwed – but there's no rhyme or reason why he should not win this award. If we give anything, just give us this. <laughs> just give us this. Just give us this in a Fiesta Bowl, and that's fine. Because, wait, you know what I – was the guy that tackled Desmond Jackson the Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year this year? I think he was. And that was a horse collar that's, on that play too. Oh, I look, we can uh, – we could all we could just say that in like retrospect or everything. The man was diving. I don't know if there's a rule there, and I, I, the timeout thing was really weird. I I don't know why that wasn't called. The rest uh, are just all over the place on well, Saturday. They always are. So that's why I'm kind of like I don't even want, I don't want to think about the refs costing me because I think it's. Well, I'm not saying they cost of, the game. I'm just saying they were OU all fans. over. A the lot place. of people made fun of OU fans for you know saying that the refs, you know, cost them the game. I don't want to see any Oklahoma State fans say the refs cost them this game because you're on the one yard line. You got four shots at it. You better put it yeah, in. That's on y'all. That's on you. And, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying the refs cost us the game. I'm not saying the refs cost us the game. I'm just saying they were bad. Refs are always bad regardless. It doesn't matter. There were probably some calls that Baylor didn't get. And you know, Oklahoma State again. Refs are just bad in general. Like yeah. it was, there was, there was nothing. I don't think there was anything egregious in the play. You could go to that horse collar, but even then, he's diving, and there's not really a way you could tackle him. I like, I, I don't know what you do with that. So I, we, we, we as a society need to stop blaming refs for stuff, <laughs> except if it's really egregious, and. Uh- Half the time, it's not super egregious. So, like, I'm just like looking at it. Like, Big Twelve refs make so little money; it's crazy. Like, for how important, how much money the Big Twelve makes every year. Like, refs make like three grand a game, so they make make they may make like forty thousand dollars a year. Coach or ref in major conference football. Man, I I mean, if you pay them more, you know what people are going to say? Pay them less. <laughs> if, if a call goes their way, they be like, pay, pay them less. <laughs> so, I, I I don't know. There's so much you do with that. I, I don't So, we've got Fiesta Ball coming up. You know, Gundy has said that eight guys on defense who could graduate are coming back. So we're talking one of the oldest defenses in the nation next year. I mean, especially if we win the Fiesta Bowl, I don't know. I think I think the expectations for 2022 are going to be through the roof. Because we're, I mean, especially if we can figure out something on offense. But we, I, I bet we start in the top 15 next year, especially if we win the Fiesta Bowl. 
Uh, well, I mean, it depends on who comes back. Uh, we know Brock Martin is coming back. Uh, I I don't think that De- Devin has said that this is like one last ride. Malcolm has said that it's going to be one last ride. So you're going to need new linebackers. Do you move well, Colin well, Oliver into that linebacker position potentially? I don't think so. Well, Ma- Malcolm's done. Like he doesn't back. have any eligibility left. Or not Tyler Lacey. Trace Ford. I think he's coming back. Yeah. Um. I think Chris. I don't think Christian Holmes has any more eligibility. So I. The scary yeah, part though I, is we're losing two of our biggest cogs on offense. Tay and uh, Warren are both done. They're out of eligibility. So I, I don't thought know. Warren had. Does Warren not have uh, another year? Because I think it said only played three. I don't think so. I mean, I, I could be wrong, um, but I've read a lot of places that he's he doesn't have any more eligibility left. Okay. Um, well, I mean, you got some Ollie Gordon guy that um, one of the Harris twins was telling me about uh, that's coming in. And, you know, I think that Oklahoma State's going to find plenty of running backs. So, I mean, you're going to miss Warren, but I think what you got coming up is fine. They'll be fine and dandy there. I think you need to do some at quarterback because I I don't know if the fans could take any more of this Spencer Center stuff, man. Either you got to find a new guy or you say it's Ellingworth time or you get something because I I don't know if I could take another season of this with Spencer Sanders because he is it's he is who we thought he is. He's average. And, you know, he, he, you know, for a little bit, he seemed like he had turned that corner. He wasn't throwing picks, was, you know, making playing, the smart plays. He was playing such crappy teams. That was the problem. Even against OU, he threw more interceptions than touchdowns. Like, it just, it just, it's not working. And is that, I mean, everybody goes back to, yeah, that's obviously someone, Spencer, but how much is that scheme? You know, are we calling, is, done doing the right thing for him and i don't know if you want we get rid of both i don't really care to be <laughs> honest let's just make jim Knowles the offensive coordinator too i don't know what you have to do at this point and i don't even know who you who would, who would get because the western kentucky offensive coordinator is going to tech so I, I i don't know who you go after time to time to promote uh walsh what is walsh done isn't he like the quality control coach What's the quality here? <laughs> hey man, I'm just I'm I'm grasping straws here. <laughs> I yeah, offensive quality control. I don't know how good of a job he's been doing there. And I with Tim Ratte, I'm sure he's trying his darndest. I I don't know what you do there. Maybe you put in Ellingworth. Like but I, what, what I've seen out of him, I don't think he's the answer either. <laughs> nobody's saying I think we should just go back in time and get Brandon Whedon or something. I don't know. Like it just this is ridiculous. Yeah, I think it, you just gotta you just gotta embrace the triple option at this point because you got some runners. It's time to embrace the triple option. <laughs> I mean, Spencer ought to be able to run that. He can run. Do it. I mean, look, if you got – well, I think Dominic needs to be a little more um, – what's the word? I mean, he had that fumble, but you, you got to protect the ball, obviously. I know he can't. So, I, I think, yeah, I think it's time to embrace the triple option. That That's where I'm at. 
just blow it up. No, we're gonna go the opposite of the air raid. Like, yes, <laughs> go because go get the go get the Navy off- offensive coordinator and install the triple. Probably option. the Army offensive coordinator, because um, Navy's like three and seven. So, oh man, we Army Navy, Army Navy games uh, this Saturday. So that'd be a good one. Triple option all day. It's gonna be so much fun. <laughs> uh. Yeah, you know, you know, you've hit rock bottom when Ian's like triple option time. <laughs> no, here's the thing. My high school now does the triple option. The high school that I used to go to, I am fully all in. I've been, I'm triple option express man here. Like, oh man. <laughs> uh, well, at least there's basketball season coming up. <laughs> well, they just lost to Xavier. So, and how much do you even like? Uh, let me check their record real quick, but it's not going to get easier. No, I mean, Big 12 so. is, a tough, is a tough conference, and they don't have the you know, postseason to play for. Hey, at least wrestling is good. <laughs> hey, I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. Oklahoma State is currently 6-3. and three. So there is several ways to look at this. A, oh, and you got huge. Okay, so this is the schedule. Cleveland State, you actually get a whole – you get a full eight days off for, I guess, finals. So they don't play until the 13th. Then they have Houston, USC, Christmas break. Number 15. Four, uh, 14 and 16. That's who you have. And then I think Cleveland State won, like, the Horizon Valley. And then your January starts off with Texas Tech, Kansas, Texas. I maybe it's a I don't like it feels Dude. like I don't want to say anything bad. It just feels like there's nothing to play for and you lose motivation by that. Yeah. Well, I mean, if we win one of those first three in conference play, I'll be ecstatic. Uh, I, 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 and you're not even going to the Big 12 championship either. So, I mean, you don't want to play too bad, but I I don't. I don't know what you <laughs> and I'll guess the Big Twelve SEC challenge. Uh, OSU gets Florida, and Florida's been pretty solid. And you know who just beat Florida? OU. So there, it's nobody say Iowa State's freaking undefeated, and they were terrible last year. There is no me. I don't. Even, I think Kansas State's kind of decent. There, you're not safe in this conference. There are no off games. Oh, yeah, Kansas State just beat Wichita State, who you lost to. Yeah, there is no off days here. No, I mean, Big, Big 12, 12 is one of the, if not the best comp- basketball conference in the country. Something like that. Big Ten's up there. I think it might be Big Ten, Big Ten, Big 12. I mean, right just there. going off the rankings, if you look at the AP, Baylor's two, Texas is seven, Kansas is eight. And you know it's it's going to get even harder once the new teams come in, because Houston's yeah. good. Houston's good. Uh, I mean, BYU is decent. Iowa State's ranked. BYU BYU's ranked. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, no, it's it's a mess. I don't know. I good look, guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've had my my doubts about Boynton, and they're not. I think it's only going to get more pronounced next season. 
unless he can unless he can pull in somebody big you know pull another Cade Cunningham kind of player I don't know I, I feel like this Oklahoma State team is going to be middle of the pack for a couple of years yeah well I, I at this point it is what it is I mean hopefully they I mean if you win a big 12 title tournament or regular season that's sick oh right as I said uh <laughs> As I said, Florida was kind of good. Uh, winless Texas Southern is leading them in halftime, uh, 35 to 25. So maybe don't listen to me. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, but Florida is ranked. I mean, they're not like a chump team, they're number 20. Uh, well, it depends. Yeah, AP 20, coaches 16. Nobody looks at the coaches poll. I'm sorry. Why do we even have it? You don't need it. They've been doing it forever. Just get rid of rankings. They're, they're pointless. Yeah, yeah, honestly, just release the bracket. I think they should just release the bracket like every couple of weeks. Like, hey, this is where we're at, guys. I guess they do that. Why do they even do that? They threw like the top 16 thing. Why do they need to do that? There's not really a point. Because it generates hype and money. Yeah. Yeah. So, unrelated to current Oklahoma State people, uh, former Oklahoma State golfer Victor Hovland just won his second tournament in a row. Coming back from five strokes down, shoots a 66 to beat Morikawa at the Hero Something Something Challenge. I don't remember what it's called. It's Tiger's Tournament. I don't down the Bahamas. Look, man, he's gonna be real good. Oh, and uh, Texas Southern's now winning sixty-three to forty-five, so that's cool. Again, fourteen. Um, Victor Victor Hoffland is going to be one of the best golfers we see for the next couple of years. It's going to be, I'll tell you, I he's gonna be a top three five golfer for the next 10 years i think so i, mean, I he's good he's really good he's very good okay. i mean what's the masters That'd he's awesome i mean before this win he was at number seven in the world mm-hmm. so he'll probably be top five after this this is what I'm, I'm going to make a bold prediction are you ready i don't know can my heart victor, take it yeah probably victor hoffland will win a major in the next five years that's not a hot take. I mean, winning majors okay, are you know really difficult. I'll make it hotter. Three. <laughs> three majors. Uh, no, no, three years. They'll okay. win a major in the next three years. Because, look, majors are hard. And, I mean, in 2021, he had to withdraw from the U.S. Open because I think it was like a pirate. And he had sand in his eye. Tied for 21st in the Masters. Tied for 30th in the PGA Championship. And tied for 12th in the Open Championship. He's getting there. Yeah. I... I I think that he's going to win a major. I don't want to say next year, but he is going to win one in the next three years. Yeah, I mean, he's really good. You know, I thought for sure Fowler would have won one by now, especially that year when he ran, he was runner up four majors in a row. It just ran into buzzsaws. I'm like, oh, it's Fowler's time. And he's just like falling off the cliff. Same with Charlie Howe, man. Like, you know, back. 20 years ago, whatever, you know, 15, he was way up there too. And he lost in a playoff to Mike Weir. 
at a world golf a WC event. And ever since then, his career just went poof. That's golf for you, man. You can yeah. be really hot and then you can just absolutely suck. Um, I mean, and he's the only, at least, at least at the time, he was the only golfer to ever win NCAA Athlete of the Year, the year he won it. But yeah, I, Victor Victor Hoffman is on a on the right track. Uh, I think that we'll be seeing a lot of him in the next few years, like during Masters coverage. Well, uh, well the PGA is in Tulsa this year. He might win that one. Oh, he still lives in. He still lived in still uh, Oklahoma. Stillwater, yeah. <laughs> I saw a great story about him. Like he was checking into a hotel, and somebody asked him what he does for a living. He's like, "Yeah, I just live in Oklahoma and play golf here and there." He's <laughs> 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 like super chill about it. Laid back guy. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. <laughs> and like no social media. Like the dude knows what new dude knows what's up. He's, I think he's Twitterless, but I think he has an Instagram. Uh, if he does, I'm I've never sure. seen it. It's probably hiding in there. We need okay. So next week or next, I guess next Thursday, we need to talk about the best bowl games because I'm looking through the list and I'm I'm excited at the list of bowl games, man. <laughs> we'll need to talk about that next uh, next time just because I, I could talk about that for 30 minutes at least. Maybe definitely more. I'll have, to, I'll have to look at him. I haven't had like I haven't had in me to like look at much football coverage today. I'm just like, oh, uh, no. I, I mean that's that's cool. That's it, that's all good. But I do have to give my girlfriend credit. Uh, we weren't going to go with the game, and because ticket prices were super expensive, and like day of. Like we checked the prices and she's like, Hey, I found these really good seats. And I'm like, well, I mean, if you want to, if you want to go, we can go. And next thing I know, she's like, I just bought tickets. We got to hurry up. <laughs> Cause it was like nine 30, nine 45. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay. Like, so we started like packing up real quick. I took a shower real fast, but yeah, she was awesome for getting those tickets and they were great tickets. And I look like it. Those we were eight like rows really up tickets. What? We were eight rows up. Oh, nice. yeah, they were, it was really cool. And it had been something because, like, like I said, they Oklahoma State was coming towards our end zone in the fourth quarter. I was like, I mean, I could have, like, I mean, especially that that pass that Tay dropped couldn't have been 20 yards from me, like in the end zone at the very end. I was like, oh. like, like, I like, oh, it was, it was, it was a crazy game. It sucks we didn't win it, but uh, I'm glad I got to go and, see that place just hopping it yeah definitely looked like it was i mean obviously you i mean you wanted it to go better but still a good time i haven't been in that stadium um at&t stadium so i need i need to go at some time man i went to a cotton bowl back in like when i think it was a 2012 k-state arkansas yeah uh, i was at that game uh that's nice. the only time i've been there now that sounded like a, I was looking. I don't know why I was looking back at like other uh, things, other like other bowl games. So I was looking up. I looked up like several Cotton Bowls, several Fiesta Bowls. I'm gonna watch that 2011 one just so I can <laughs> the history. Also, I was doing some looking at the bowl records. Notre Dame is one in four in Fiesta Bowls. Oklahoma State two and zero. Oh. 
So there's somewhat of a history thing there. When did we go to the Fiat Volvo size 2011? Yeah, there was one, uh, um, I'll go back to it, but there was one other year, and I think it was like early on in the Fiesta Bowl uh, time. It was 1974 oh, against okay. BYU. <laughs> okay, yeah, I wasn't even alive then. The head coach, Oklahoma State got to this Fiesta Bowl with a 6-5 and five record. So that tells you the uh, <laughs> BYU was 7-3-1. and one. So that kind of tells you uh, the prestige about it at the time. Uh, so. Well, there you go. So, yeah, one more game to go and season's <laughs> over with. It's going to be weird. It's, yeah, it's definitely going to be weird uh, not talking about uh, about football for a while. I mean, I guess we'll still talk about it, but when football's such like like my whole like fall – has been college football nonstop. So now, like getting away from that is going to be so tough. I know. I mean, it's all it's been. I've been, you know, eating, breathing, sleeping Oklahoma State football all season, and now it's like, okay, well, time to regroup. Let's go watch some. Let's go watch yeah. some basketball. Yeah, and I'll, I'll get into that like basketball mode probably January or or February, maybe post Super Bowl, because I'll get into it like March Madness type of stuff. But I... I'm looking for I'm looking forward to uh, baseball and softball season. Oh like, yes, yes. The, I mean, the girls ought to be very, very good this year. Oh, it's gonna be so much fun. The baseball and softball season is gonna be electric. I'm prepared. Can't wait for you know the Oklahoma City stuff. You know, because uh, man, it's it's going to be fun. Yeah, they haven't they haven't rolled out new rankings for since June 10 of this year. But I mean they finished Oklahoma State finished the season at six last year, 48 and 12. Um, I mean, there's a really good chance of a Oklahoma, Oklahoma State bedlam in the NCAA championship for softball. It could happen in their schedule. They 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 got they have Texas, Florida State. And Oklahoma in the last three weeks, that schedule is quite beef at the end right there. Yeah, I mean, they're they're very, they're, I mean, if, if they don't at least get to a super regional, I think it's going to be like a, a disappointing season. Yeah, I, I, I don't even know, man. It's just, it's wild. Hey, y'all better be ready for like a steady dose of like cowgirl golf because I'm going to like follow them hard. They're really oh, yeah, good no. this year. Golf is going to be going to be very wild this year. They are so good at golf, man. There's a good chance Oklahoma State wins both men's and women's this year. How wouldn't that happen? That'd be four titles, man. Yeah. Uh, Those are things you love to see. (laughs) Uh, You got anything else before we sign off and get off to our week? I do not. I'm just I, I'm so excited for bowl season, man. I'm looking at the the whole list of bowls right now and just like I prepared to watch like six of them. <laughs> cause I, you cause some because you make like I make like plans. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna watch this one, this one, and this one, but then plans get in the way and I want to watch like 20 of them, but I can only watch six. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. 
Cowboys and Cowgirls, thanks for coming out. It's a sad day, but we got a lot on the horizon to look forward to, and uh, we'll see y'all on Thursday.